everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on the very first podcast for 2024. My name is Michelle Baining. I'm your host, and this is the School of Spirituality. Today, I want to share with you um, a, I don't want to say life-changing, but definitely habit-changing and thought-changing event that happened to me when I was reading a book. And I want to um, share this with you because I don't know that this was the intention of the author, but it really stuck with me and it was really beautiful. And I wanted to share it with you. So today I want to talk all about new ways of giving and receiving. So like I said, this idea, this revelation came to me through the reading of a book and it's not a book that you might expect to instill such a big revelation in me. The book that I'm referring to is Christmas Shopaholic by Sophie Kinsella. I have always loved the Shopaholic books. I love reading about Becky's fabulous finds, her wardrobe, her style, her life, all that good stuff. And the books typically leave me with two very strong yet opposing feelings. One, that I definitely need more high-end fashion in my life, and two, that I need to stop spending money on material things. The latter is what I felt most powerfully when I finished Christmas Shopaholic. And if you haven't read this book yet and you intend to, um, don't listen anymore uh, until you do read it because there are some spoilers. So just wanted to give you fair warning. So this book finds Becky in her usual state of doing everything, except this time it culminates with Christmas. As predicted, there's a large family gathering with food, drinks, and presents, However, it was the actions of two characters that spoke to me and caused me to view giving differently. And I, like I said, I'm not sure that this was Sophie Kinsella's goal in writing this book, but it really stuck with me. So the first character uh, that whose actions really stuck with me was uh, Becky's sister, Jess. Jess is very non-materialistic, almost the opposite of Becky. And this year, Jess and her husband are going to gift everyone with a word for Christmas. At first, I thought this sounded absolutely ridiculous. Who wants to give or get a word for Christmas or any other occasion? But as Kinsella unfolds the gifting of each word, the reader understands this gesture on a deeper level, and it's very beautiful and powerful. What started out seeming very ridiculous and silly turned into a revelation for me. Kinsella does a masterful job of describing the process used to choose each word and how each person felt before and after receiving their word. It turns out, this is the feeling that I got from this, that words are more eloquent and thought-provoking than tangible items. That's the feeling I left with. The second character that was very influential um, in changing my view of gifting and receiving is Becky and her friend Suze. 
they are inspired by Jess's announcement of word gifting, so they decide to give each other gifts that they already own. Becky digs through her closet and finds items that she thinks that Suze will love and vice versa. While this is different than a gift of a word, right? A word being a non-material gift. Uh, this method does reduce consumerism and impulse buying. Becky and Suze are each thrilled by the items they are received that are received and given. So a thought that one might have from this is gifting your own items to someone you know will love them speaks louder than just purchasing something off a wish list. These two actions, the actions of Jess and then the actions of Becky and her friend Suze, got me thinking, what if I could do one or both of these for the holidays? And what if everyone did just a little more gifting of already owned or non-tangible items? As a society, we have so many possessions. Our basements are packed. We need storage lockers to hold our extra stuff. We require large closets, several dressers, storage bins, shelves upon shelves to hold all our stuff. And as a society, we have a plethora of clothing, shoes, jewelry, decorations, knickknacks, whatever, you name it. We have so much stuff as a society. So would it really be so bad to eliminate some of those items? Items, just like people, hold energy. And just like people, negativity builds up if that energy isn't cleared regularly. Eliminating some possibly unnecessary items from your life will free up energy physically and spiritually. I am not by any means encouraging you to give up all earthly possessions and live off the land unless that is your cup of tea, then go for it. I still do my fair share of unnecessary spending and I love eye shopping on the real real. However, I am intentionally putting more thought into purchases and gifts, including non-tangible and pre-loved by me gifts. If this sounds like something you'd like to try, here are some ideas for you. One gift is time. As I get older, time with family and friends becomes increasingly more meaningful to me. Instead of purchasing, consider spending time with the person you want to give a gift to. This could be time spent cooking a meal together, window shopping, going for a walk, whatever feels right. Added bonus, this one is free. Another idea is an experience. There are lots of ways to spend time together which require money too. Spa days, amusement parks, taking a class together, they're all very meaningful. One year we gifted my mom with an experience at the Shed Aquarium where she got to have a penguin encounter and she loved it. I guarantee she's going to remember that experience far longer than any trinkets or knickknacks that she was given. A third idea is to do something in someone's name. You can plant a tree, a bush, create a garden as a gift for someone, donate to a worthy cause or an organization they support, volunteer in an event on behalf of or with them. Those things can speak volumes more than giving a tangible item as well. You can do something non-tangible, like writing a poem or gifting someone with a mantra. Words are so powerful and you might even choose to gift a word to someone. Carefully consider the person you are wanting to 
give a gift to? What mantra do you think would guide them? If you're choosing a word, what word do you think expresses who they are? Think about them as a person or as an animal, if this is a gift for an animal, and create a poem for them. The last idea I have to share with you is re-gifting. There are probably possessions of yours that other people have coveted, maybe both knowingly and unknowingly. Um, if so, consider giving these away as gifts in lieu of purchasing something new. I already have a handful idea of ideas for family if I decide on this option, and I bet you do too. I know my mom really wants my Christmas mouse, and I know my sister really likes uh, my muffin pan Halloween decoration. So those are two ideas that if I consider doing this in the future, I can gift those items without purchasing and they will love them. Finally, if you are going to shop, please consider shopping small, shopping at a consignment or thrift store. I realize this is a contradictory statement coming to someone who sells, coming from someone who sells things. However, part of my growth is moving away from this aspect of materialism and focusing on the non-material. However you go about blessing the people in your lives with gifts, I hope you find ways to make it a deeper and more meaningful experience as this new year unfolds. Thank you so much for joining me, friends. I would love to hear any ideas you have around gifting or receiving, ways that you have chose to share in giving someone something that might be non-material or re-gifted. You can message me at michelle at acspiritualcare.com. Thank you so much. I will see you next month. Namaste.